0: Well, hello and welcome to today's show of Hooked on Homeschool. I am super excited to have not only a great guest on my show, but also a friend of mine. His name is Jimmy V, and he is going to be sharing some invaluable tips on how to really get your children to understand what their passions are, what their interests, if they have ideas and different things like that, because he has a lot of passion, a lot of ideas and a lot of interest in a lot of things that he does. So I'm excited to tell you all about it. So here we're going to have Jimmy V on the show. Hi, friends. Are you ready to homeschool, but you're just not sure how to begin? Do you feel overwhelmed or frustrated with the public school and noticing that your child is constantly struggling or falling behind? Are you ready to say goodbye to that hectic and stressful weekday schedule? and embrace a completely different approach? Do you find that your child is exhausted from those long days at school, followed by hours of homework at night? And are you constantly experiencing stress and overwhelm as a result? I'm here to share some great news with you. There is a better way, and it's called homeschooling. Experience quiet and peaceful mornings again. How about instilling a sense of joy and excitement for learning in your child? Witness their true passions unfold as you go on this fulfilling journey together. Welcome to Hooked on Homeschool. I am Dawn Janowitz, a homeschool mom, wife, podcaster, and online course creator. And I want to give you the clarity, the confidence, the freedom, and all the strategies to show you that it is possible to create an amazing homeschool experience that works for both you and your kids. So come on, ladies, let's go from Hot Mess Express to fierce and fun, and let's get hooked on homeschool. Hi, Jimmy V. How are you today? Hey Don, I'm excited to be here. Well, I am definitely excited to have you. So you are a father of two, you're married, but you created a passion back when you were younger. So tell us about what your passion is, what it means, how other parents can help their kids have this passion, and how we can, you know, how you grew up with it and now what you do with it today.
1: Yes, as you said, I am a father. I'm a two. I have I am married. My my wife and I have been married for since 2004 and everything is great and when i was a kid i was in third grade i was in regular school you know traditional public school they back then they used to do a lot of assemblies and brought people in to entertain and educate kids and one of those happened to be a ventriloquist and magician and i was in the audience and i had a little kodak disc camera was sitting way in the back and this Guy was doing magic and ventriloquism. I did happen to snap a shot from the back row, like holding the camera up. Unfortunately, you can't really see the guy's face in there because I really would like to go back and say, thanks for the introduction to this stuff because it's changed my life. And so I I saw, I saw him do ventriloquism from the stage. I saw that puppet, that dummy come to life on stage. And I was like, that's incredible. I want to do that. And I chased that dream for a very long time. And so What ended up happening after I saw the magician, saw the ventriloquist and wanted to do ventriloquism specifically, I went home and said to my mom, I want a ventriloquist dummy. And, you know, the internet didn't really exist. It didn't exist. You you couldn't find just a ventriloquist dummy anyway. We lived in a small town. But in the back of the Sears catalog, there was toy ventriloquist dummies. So my grandmother bought me a ventriloquist dummy when I was eight years old for Christmas. And. I knew immediately it wasn't what the guy had on stage. He had something that looked alive. This was a toy. And I was a bit disappointed by that. But I figured maybe I could try to learn it. And it came with some printed instructions, which were very difficult to understand. And frankly, I didn't do anything with it. I sh- I shelved it. I kept the dummy, hung it on the wall, bought other dummies, got other dummies, and hung those on the wall. But I never really did ventriloquism. And partly, I think, if I had... Had a homeschool experience at that time, and my mom could have like encouraged it and worked through that, noticed that it was a passion and worked through the training with me. I probably would have become a ventriloquist a lot sooner, but that didn't happen, right? I just did it in my room, and then you know, like, eh, whatever. And I'm I'm sure my mom felt like anything, you know, kids you lose interest in things, you know what I mean? You interest comes and goes, right? So it wasn't until I was in college that. A freshman in college that I actually ended up learning ventriloquism through another weird co- coincidence. I met a guy in the mall who had a puppet cart. And one day I was, a ha- I was hanging around there because I was building puppets myself. Because once I got introduced to ventriloquism from that guy, I started watching the Muppets and anything I could find about puppetry on TV, I would watch it. I just fell in love with puppetry and puppets in general and chased that my whole life. And so then I became, I was doing marionettes, met this guy in the mall. And then he did ventriloquism for some kids one day. And I, I went up to him. I was like, you have to teach me how to do that. I've wanted to do it my entire life. And he said, it's simple. All you have to do is get a book from the library. And you can learn how to do it. And I was like, come on. I tried to do I you know, No way. So I went to the bookstore. There was only one book even available for ordering in Barnes & Noble at the time on ventriloquism. So I ordered that. I had to wait a week or whatever for it to come in. Got it read it and in 30 days I taught myself ventriloquism. And I went back to the guy and said, Look, I can do it. And he said, Yeah, you can do it. It's really good. And then he invited me to his house and he showed me all of his real ventriloquist dummies and introduced me to the community and told me about the convention and told me about all this stuff that just opened my world up to ventriloquism. Up me up to the world of ventriloquism. This was the first moment that I had seen a real ventriloquist dummy since I was that day in third grade. And I was looking at it up close and it was everything that I could possibly remember it to be and more. And from that moment on, I'm like, I'm doing this. I got to get one of those dummies. And this is going to be something that I can do, that I'm, I'm going to do. And so I ended up, actually, my other grandmother passed away and had donut- given me some old sewing machines. And I found a guy online who had, by this time there was a little bit of an internet, found a guy online who had, who was interested in collected old sewing machines and also sold ventriloquist dummies. And I traded him the sewing machines for the ventriloquist dummy. That's how I got, and some cash. And that's how I got my first ventriloquist dummy. Again, it was both grandmas, my two grandmothers. One gave me the dummy at the beginning, and one gave me the sewing machines that I traded in for the ventriloquist dummy to get, to both got me started in ventriloquism in some roundabout weird way. And then I started doing ventriloquism shows, and then I started to learn magic from my associations with ventriloquism, and I put on, started making money and putting myself through college doing magic shows and ventriloquist shows and puppet shows and birthday parties and library shows and fairs and all of that fun stuff. And it was fun. And I do that to this day, and I still love doing it.
0: Yeah, and you're actually lit up as you talk about it. What's so interesting is we'll go back to when you first saw the man on the stage. And I think that happens a lot when someone sees something that they like, but then when you're a child, you're so excited. But going to school for you know seven, eight hours a day plus homework, it really kind of sucks the life out of you, where you're exhausted. You're at night, you know. And the same thing with adults, right? We know we should be doing this or should be doing that, and all you want to do is just veg on the couch and watch TV. And so parents that homeschool their children actually have a bit of an advantage because they have all that extra time to actually hone in on their craft. So if you were sitting at home and you saw that doll on the shelf day after day after day, within probably 60 days, you would have picked up that doll and said, huh, let me do something with that, right? You would have had the time to do it. And who knows, like, your whole thing could have went somewhere else. But the thing is, is to have that passion, but you didn't get started till later in life. Do you wish you would have done it from when you were young? Do you meet other people where they say they've been doing it since they were six years old and you're like, oh, I've been doing it since I was 22?
1: Yeah, well, eighteen probably, but yeah, I do, I do, and I I always say like wow, I'm, imagine if I had learned this when I was eight. Although I'm pretty happy with where it's taken me over the years, so I, I hate I hate to always think about like, well, what if? Because I'm pretty proud of what we've accomplished and what I've accomplished in, in ventriloquism so far. But yeah, I do. I I, I don't. I sometimes go, man, I would have really have. Been fun to do it as I was when I was younger, and do talent shows and do that kind of stuff as a kid. And you know, you can see now all of these kids: Darcy Lynn Farmer, who won America's Got Talent several seasons ago; she won when she was twelve. Now she's uh, eighteen. There's another girl, Anna Maria, who was on the All Star AGT a season ago. She's fourteen. And now, right now, tonight, or I don't know when it is, the next couple of days, they're gonna have the. Finals or semifinals of AGT, and there's another twelve-year-old ventriloquist, Bryn Cummings, on the show. So it's really gaining a lot of popularity. It is it, the, the the talent shows around the world have brought ventriloquism back to the forefront because so many young, really young people are doing it in these talent shows, and they're winning. And and it's because the art is amazing and it's entertaining. And when you got a cute kid doing something really cool and amazing, it it blows people's minds and they're doing some really innovative things on these shows.
0: So do you have to also be a comic? Do you also have to know how to do comedy if you want to do ventriloquism?
1: Well, one of the things that makes ventriloquism so difficult and why you really don't see that many people doing it and doing it well is because you have it's a it's a collection of skills. So the ventriloquism skill itself is the ability to talk without moving your lips and to have a, a voice that's different enough so it sounds different than yours. Now the reason it works is because there's it's an illusion. Your brain processes moving lips with talking, right? That's what it's that's what it does. And so when it hears talking but it doesn't see your lips moving and it sees a dummy or something else moving, it's a mouth, it puts those two things together. So it sounds, so your brain says that must be talking because that's where there's, that's what's moving its mouth, right? That's basically how it works. It's not, your ears can't distinguish where the, where the words are coming from when it's that close to one another. Those things are that close. So your brain just says, "Oh, okay, that's where it's at. And that's how the illusion works. So that's the ventriloquism part. But in order to actually do it, you have to know puppetry because you have to manipulate the puppet and make it come to life physically, right? So you have to be a puppeteer. So you have to be a ventriloquist, you have to be a puppeteer. Well, if you want to entertain, you actually have to be funny. So now you've got to be a comedian and you have to write comedy because you have to write your dialogue, right? So now you have to be a writer and a comedian or a comedy writer or a humor writer. And then on top of that, because you're, it's really a two-person bit, it's the dummy and you, but even though you're doing both parts, you have to react to the dummy and the dummy has to react to you as if you're two separate people. And so in order to do that, you have to know acting because you're acting like he's saying something or she's saying something that's novel or you've never heard before. And you're supposed to react to that. And the vice versa, the dummy does the same thing. So you know, it's all these skills put together, comedy, writing, acting, puppetry, ventriloquism. And when you combine it all, you can be good at this, right? And so it is an endeavor to do it well. And I think that's why we don't see that many people doing it that well or doing it at all. But it really does teach you a lot of
0: different skills
1: that are valuable. Hi,
0: friends. Are you wanting to homeschool, but you just don't even know where to start? If so, I have got some exciting news to share with you. Did you know that I have a free workshop that will help you get started with homeschooling? Plus, I'll give you valuable tips and insights to help guide you along the way. I invite you to visit Hooked on Homeschool, where I'll teach you how to create an amazing homeschool experience right now. Take this first step towards the incredible journey of homeschooling by visiting hookedonhomeschool.com. Yeah, I can totally see that. So there's some things that you actually been working on the past few months that could actually help a lot of homeschool moms. So tell us what a mom would see in her child that if they haven't seen a ventriloquist doll, what she thinks that child may do, and then tell them how you can help them because you've actually just created something that could help them.
1: Yeah, well, I think ventriloquism and puppetry have a lot of benefits in education. It allows kids that may sometimes be have a hard time communicating what they feel and what they think to other people. Maybe they're shy. Maybe they're, they have some speech issues. By putting a puppet in their hand, it takes the, the, the focus off of them and puts the focus on the puppet. And sometimes I've often, I've seen it often that the, those children that are shy or that are not very confident or have issues come to life through, through the puppets and it builds that confidence and it gives them that that outlet to communicate and to grow and to share and to show themselves off in a very positive light. So I've seen that so so many times I can't I can't even count. So it's a wonderful tool for teach it, it's it helps kids remember they're funny, the puppets can be very funny and you know if you move them around they they look funny and if they you they can you can make them talk whether you use ventriloquism or you don't. Puppeteers don't use ventriloquism. They just talk with the puppet, for the puppet. And believe it or not, the illusion is still pretty strong. Not as strong as with ventriloquism, but still. And you can educate through it. You can educate through it because it's unique and it's different and it's funny. So it really helps with that. And when it comes to being a homeschool mom, just paying attention to what your kid likes. The, the things about today with, with social media, you can make videos with puppets. And then you the, your kid doesn't actually have to be... Visible on camera, so you can you can do this kind of social stuff without the, being afraid of exposure of your children. You can just do make videos because kids like make videos, and it makes a funny fun video, so it becomes a very creative
0: process. So all So you can ask your child to use socks, right? put socks on their hands, put the video, take a video and have that child express themselves using their hands, you know, maybe both hands having a conversation. So it could start off with puppetry, then it could or could not maybe lead to ventriloquism. Yes, absolutely. But it's a form of expression for someone to get that out there. That's right. And I mean, if you want to learn ventriloquism
1: or just be exposed to the creativity of Making a sock puppet, which I, I recommend starting. Kids start with a sock puppet because it's easy. We all have socks around the house and you can make all types of puppets using socks. So
0: you can Well, you also created something. So tell us a little bit about your sock puppet.
1: So I created a book called How to Make Your Sock Talk, A Beginner's Guide to Ventriloquism. And it takes you through the process, creating a character for your sock puppet, then building your sock puppet, then learning ventriloquism through figuring out the voice you're going to use, how to position your mouth properly, how to talk without moving your lips, the sound substitutions that are required to talk without moving your lips because you can't actually say the letter B or M without moving your lips. It's impossible. So you substitute certain sounds for others. So you make it sound like that through some techniques. Breathing is critical. It takes you through the breathing. It takes you through the puppetry, like how to make the puppet look where you want it to and how to manipulate the puppet. And make it use its body language to express and emote. And then all the way through writing a script and putting on a show. So all of that is in the book. And then tons of resources on where parents and kids can learn more about ventriloquism, learn by professional quality puppets, all the things that I wish I had known when I was, when I first got interested in at eight years old. All if I had this book that this engaging visual. It's a picture book. So it's all fully illustrated. It's engaging. It's fun. It's captivating. And it's, it, it's complete training. So you could actually learn from this book. I think I would be, have been a ventriloquist much sooner had I had
0: Yeah. And it is, it is a beautiful book. It's, it's, it's meant for kids. Um, it's beautifully illustrated. It's very engaging. And so what is the name of your website? We'll also have that down in the link.
1: Yes, it's SockTalkBook.com, and you can get the book there. You can get it on Amazon. It's won a couple of awards already, which I'm really proud of. The illustrator is fantastic. He's a former Disney animator, worked on Mulan and Princess and the Frog, Lion King, Lilo and Stitch, all those movies that you've heard of. And he's just, it's brilliant. I can't.
0: Yeah. And this is great because at at a low cost, you can get the book, get your child interested, it's not like getting your kids interested in guitar, you have to get this expensive guitar, you have to do these expensive lessons. If your child is having difficulty expressing themselves, or they want to be a comedian, or if they have any interest in that, see if this is something that really uh, resonates with them. This could be something that they really love. And as they get older, it could actually either become their career, or it could become just a passion or interest on the side. It, It could go either way. And if it's either one, all the people that they're going to meet are going to be in that world as well. There's like a con- ventriloquist convention that you go to. There's tons of things. Like you just said, you know, this Disney illustrator. You, he probably does things like this for a lot of different ventriloquists, comedians, and different things all over the place. So you're putting yourself in a good world.
1: There's a bunch of worlds here. There's the whole puppetry world, there's the ventriloquism world, and then there's the tangentially related stuff, comedy, and all that. And the thing about it is, if your kid's a ham, I always say, if you've got a kid that's a ham, loves to be the center of attention, this is a great thing for them. As you said, it, you can make a career out of it. I mean, obviously there are ventriloquists that have been very successful. Jeff Dunham is the top comedian, has been the top comedian in the world. Terry Fader, One America's Got Talent, ventriloquism, signed the largest contract ever in history in Vegas. So these there have been successful ventriloquists. But I did it as a passion. It's my passion. I do it on the side. I did it. I've... I put myself through college doing shows so you can make side money. It's a good side hustle for for kids and adults even. And I've put together for anyone that's interested, a sock puppet kit. So it's all of the materials that you would need to build a sock puppet, like I talk about in the book, and which is also available at my website, the silly sock puppet kit. But you don't need that. You if you have the book you and you have mat- crafting materials at home, which I'm sure many homeschool moms have at home, lots of crafting supplies. You can just use what you have at home. But if you wanted that shortcut, I have everything you need in the silly sock puppet kit and you can build your own what I call it, your own best friend to talk to and hang out with and make videos with and entertain others with, make friends laugh, be the center of attention. What really or just express yourself if you have a hard time. I mean, whatever, each kid is in a different spot and ventriloquism can help them in the way that is most important and comfortable for them.
0: Yeah, this is so great. You know, I've known you for many years. I've seen one of your shows. I, I hear you talk about it. You, I invited you to do my daughter's birthday party a few years ago. You were Jungle Jimmy. You had your puppets. The kids went crazy. It was so much fun. And it really is something that puts a smile on your face. It's, it's, it's something that I think, I, I bet people listening to this maybe have never even heard about it for their kids. Like they know it, it exists, but they've never even thought to have their kids maybe do this. So I'm so excited that you've decided to come on my show and talk about this. I've learned more in the past 20 minutes talking with you than I probably have the last few years watching you. It's such a great art, craft, and everything that goes into it. You're a very funny person. You're very creative. So I really enjoy you sharing your story of the, the the ventriloquism and the puppet and your product that you just came out with because I think the book is really going to help somebody get started. So thank you so much. Is there anything else you wanted to say about it?
1: Well, I want to say if you or your kid is interested, please Go over to my website. I have free resources there. On top of the ability to get get a hold of the book or the silly sock puppet kit at the website. I also have videos that walk you through the process of creating a sock puppet. There's going there's going to be lessons there on ventriloquism, whether you have the book or you don't. So it's a resource site for sure. And you can see my YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel where I unbox puppets, dummies that I purchase. And I talk about the history of the puppet. I talk about the artist and the artistry that goes into these things. I talk about you know who made them and why. And I share all of that information in these videos. Kids love watching the videos just because they like watching, seeing the pu- different puppets that I have. And I guess they think that animated and funny. But it's that is all available right there from the
0: website. Perfect. Thanks so much, Jimmy, for being on my show. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Hi, friend. Before you go, I want to thank you for listening. And if you found this podcast helpful, I would truly be grateful if you could just take a moment and leave me a five-star review. Your review will help me improve and reach more listeners who could benefit from homeschooling. Until next time, keep exploring and discovering new ways to make your homeschooling a fun and enjoyable experience. Happy homeschooling!